This is the Daddy Sharps podcast. My name is Luke and my fellow Daddy Sharp on the other end, his name is John. And we start this week with a little celebration, John, because this is our 50th Daddy Sharps podcast. That's right, Luke. 50 podcasts filled with big winners. And that's because we're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. And this week, we're heading to Beantown, the home of the Red Sox, John, the Celtics, and this weekend, the UFC. Right? We're breaking down UFC 292 in Boston. I've got lobster rolls and Sam's Adams ready to go. We have all your best bets and our deep dive, my friend, into the other fights we really like on this card. Do you really have little Sam Adams and lobster rolls going? Or are you just teasing me? I will this weekend. Oh, that's right. Well, then I'm we a should... patriot now. You know what I won't have? I won't have tea because I'm throwing it in the bathtub and making my own Boston Tea Party, my there man. There you go. Toss <laughs> it over the edge. That's well, right. Let's get back to those best bets, my man, because we have a little reminder that yes. we're wrapping up season one of Daddy Sharp's UFC. So this is the last episode in that run. And, and what a run it's been. This season, we gave out more than 80 best bets and we went 52 and 32 on best bets can't ask for much more right there luke that's a winning percentage of 62 percent what a ride for our first season let's recap our best bets from ufc fight night last week at the apex my man all right let's jump into it mckinney versus breeden was my first best bet john i said take mckinney to win i thought he'd win by ko (laughs) hey he won that was a best bet winner Next, Dobson versus Njukwe. Uh, I said the fight would end by finish. Not really that close. It ended in decision, and that was a best bet loser. Uh, I took it one step further there, Njukwe, just to win, and he did not win. So we went 0-2 on one fight for best bets. But then, Frim versus Pickett. My best bet here, Frim the win, and the Pickett fade cashes again, Luke. Whenever you see Pickett in a fight, you bet against this guy. And I've got great news. Great news about this. Pickett, as of this podcast, has not been cut yet. So we still have another chance (laughs) to bet against him in the future. (laughs) The Pickett fade is alive and well. I love it. All right, my man. Hey, here we go. Here we go. Episode number 50, let's go ahead and break down our best bets for UFC 292 in Boston. John, kick us off. Oh, Luke, I'm surprising myself here. Not only is it one of the very first fights on the prelim, it's also a reality show. I'm betting on a reality show. Hollabaugh versus Hubbard, my best bet here. Hollabaugh by decision. Like I said, I am in awe that I'm actually betting this fight. But after looking at the numbers, I couldn't pass it up. First of all, Hollabaugh 0-4 on the UFC before being cut, finished by submission and a knockout in two of those fights. Then he went up a weight class, lost by decision to an excellent grappler. Now, when you look at his pro career as a whole, it just took him a little while to find the right weight class. Five of his seven professional losses came at 145 pounds. Tough weight cut for him at 155 pounds. He's never been finished, and he's looked a hell of a lot better. 
That's where this fight's taking place, 155 pounds. On the other side, we have Hubbard, a guy who hasn't fought nearly the level of competition that Hollibaugh has. He can take down strikers and low-level guys, but he's going to give up takedowns to the better wrestlers on this on the roster. Last fight out, he had an Olympic-level wrestler, got to him eight times. Hubbard, this guy's a decision fighter. Even on the lower levels, he doesn't get very many finishes. In fact, his last four fights were all unanimous decisions. Two of them were losses, two of them on the lower level. Usually, you see these guys in the UFC on the lower levels. Finish guys in those lower levels, not Hubbard. The fact that Hubbard is tough to finish and Hollibaugh is finally fighting at a better weight class has me taking Hollibaugh by decision as my best bet. A little caveat here. Hollibaugh is actually the underdog, so you're going to get a hell of a number on this prop. Very interesting. I am surprised as well that you took that, but hey, man, <laughs> you are going for it on our final episode Episode 50. I'm going to be saying that a lot throughout the podcast. Yes. But it is the final episode of the Daddy Sharps UFC Season 1. And for my first best bet in that lineup, I'm going for a prelim middleweight fight. I've got Gerald Merchart versus Andre Petrosky. My best bet, Petrosky to win by knockout. Yeah, we're getting really sharp on our final episode here. Sniper. The difference for me here is the wear and tear on Mershart. He's 35 and 16 as a pro, 10 and 8 in the UFC. He even says himself that he has several more fights that, that are included in his pro and amateur career that, that they don't really count. So he's had a lot of fights under his belt. He, he's an okay puncher. He absorbs more strikes than Petrosky. Of course, on the ground, impressive. He has 27 wins by submission. Oof. But I went back and watched his last several fights. In May, he lost by knockout in the first round against Joe Pfeiffer in 2022. He had two fights. He caught a tired Bruno Silva with a punch in the third and then choked him out. So that was a win. But he didn't look dominating up until that point. Just caught him right on the chin. Anyone can get a lucky shot. And also in 2022 against Christoph Jocko, he was beaten in every facet of that fight. And then and Jocko doesn't have the same grappling numbers at all as Petrovsky. So... There's the difference for me. Petrosky averages more takedowns than Mershart. He has better takedown accuracy as well. But he may want to keep this fight on the feet. I think he probably will. If he does, he is the much stronger puncher. He's got really good accuracy. Mershart's pretty, a pretty strong puncher himself. But I think that's what's going to happen. Stays on the feet. Mershart won't have an answer for that. My best bet is, again, Petrosky by KO. That was a fight I wasn't going to go with, and then you convinced me, and we talked about it a little earlier, and I'm I'm with you on it. I I took the bet. Yeah, I followed I think, you. I think Mershart's done, man. I really do. I think this is this is close to it. Yeah. So here we are, Luke. I'm I'm on a seesaw. I'm on I'm on two different ends of the spectrum. I went with the very first fight on this card, very early prelims, and now I'm going with the main event, my man. The fight everybody's talking about. Sterling versus O'Malley. My best bet here. You ready? Are you ready? Sterling by finish, my man. Yes. So all the way from the prelims to this, and I can't stay off this fight. You know me. I love wrestlers, and Sterling's one of the best. Sterling has literally beaten everyone in the weight class. You say a good name at this weight class, and Sterling has suffocated him. In his pro career, he's only suffered three losses. 
Two of those losses were split decisions. So somebody in the stands thought he was winning. A round one knockout early in his career. He has a good striking defense, but the real difference here, like I mentioned, is the wrestling. Sterling is not going to stand and bane with O'Malley. O'Malley has never fought a grappler in the UFC, let alone one of this caliber. On the UFC, O'Malley has beaten three guys with a winning UFC record. Luke, guess what those guys have done lately? You ready for this? Uh, lost? <laughs> One and four, two and four, three and four. Ooh. His big wins are a combined six and 16 in their most recent fights. Sterling will be using takedowns in this fight. So what I'm going to do here with the O'Malley side, I'm going to throw out that yawn fight. We're going to get to that one in just a moment. The five fights before that, O'Malley faced four takedown attempts. I think Sterling's going to have four takedown attempts in the first three rounds. This guy's not battle-tested against wrestling. Now, back to that Jan fight. Jan, by no stretch of the imagination, is a wrestler, but he uses a nifty leg sweep, and he landed six of his 13 takedown attempts on O'Malley. So that right there tells you when he fights a true grappler, he's going to be in big trouble. Now, we are the Daddy Sharps podcast, and I do have some fatherly advice here, Luke. We have that seen a... We have seen a ton of bad decisions in the last few weeks. O'Malley is a star in the making with his exciting style. White, Dana White, that is, would love to see him win here since Sterling is basically saying he's going to move up a weight class after this fight. I'm just saying Sterling winning the decision is going to be bad business for the UFC, and I'm not touching that. The Yon fight was controversial enough between O'Malley and Yon. So give me Sterling by finish. And I think there's enough bad blood here where Sterling does want to finish him with a choke. But the only reason I didn't go submission, I think Sterling could knock him out on the ground. Ground and pound. Nice. Nice. Yeah, he's going to win this fight. There's no question about it. That's a great yeah. best bet. I do not want one of those robberies, though. Do not go to decision, Sterling. And I think he knows that, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 it's a lot of rounds. I'm going to tell you on that one as well. All yeah. right. For my next best bet, another prelim middleweight fight for me. I've got Chris All-American Weidman versus Brad Tavares. Love I'm it. Making, I'm making my best bet Tavares to win by drum roll, drum roll. Because we were talking, should I make a decision or knockout? It's going to be by knockout. Oh, let's go, baby. I ruled out the decision, and I'll get to why. Weidman has just three wins in his last 10 fights. Pitiful. He's 39 years old. <laughs> You'll remember he broke his leg against Uriah Hall back in UFC 261. Pretty nasty. nasty. Broke both bones in that lower leg. He needed not one, but two surgeries to repair yes. those broken bones. And now here he is. Five of his seven losses were knockouts from knees, kicks, and punches. That's kind of every way you can knock someone out, <laughs> get knocked out. However, Tavares doesn't really knock anyone out. You know, he, he, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I was leaning decision in the first place or win, but probably by decision Tavares, on the other hand, he hasn't finished anyone since 2018. It's a long time in his last 10 fights. Seven of them have gone to the judge's decision. He's a decent wrestler His better takedown defense. Tavares will shoot for takedowns. Certainly in this fight, he'll, he'll get one or two or more. He's a balanced fighter, though, with a good mix of punching and wrestling, and that's how you have to be in the UFC. Tavares also has great stamina. 
So there's that. And he can take a punch as well. Just go back and watch the other tapes. He, the guy will stand in there and he will take some punches. And now this is going to sound really bad. It's going to sound really bad. I heard some other experts talking about this and I really started thinking about it. And I thought, oh, God, you know, they're not wrong, but it's not right. I'm going to I'm going to put it to you. If you're Tavares, you're or you're in his ring. Do, do you do you tell him sweep the leg? Do, do, you, do you go after Weidman's leg, especially kicks? I mean, uh, what do you do there? I, I love Cobra Kai and I show no mercy. Sweep the leg, sir. Go for it. <laughs> Break it again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, I'm sure in your wrestling career, you you were taught the same thing. And in my brief <laughs> stint studying Muay Thai, you know, I had a I had a instructor. He would say, "Look, man, it, pain is a part of all of this, but it's just a byproduct. W- what you're trying to do is render the other fighter unable to continue, and that's it. That's just the name of the game. However, that happens, doesn't matter. You can shake hands afterwards. So. I think you got to have to go for it. That sounds gross, doesn't it? <laughs> I like it. I like it, sir. <laughs> Either way, the All-American uh, should have retired when he broke that leg, and he should consider retirement now after this fight. Again, my best bet, and it's going to happen, Tavares to win by knockout. I actually think it happens in the first round. And then Ooh. I think Weidman retires in the ring. Can we bet Ooh. on that? I wish we could. Yeah, the gloves come off. I like it. Yeah, I think they're going to come off. All right. Let's deep dive, my man. For the first fight in our deep dive portion of the podcast, we've got a prelim bantamweight tournament fight. I know you love the tournament fights. You love it. The <laughs> See, reality it's TV. the other side of the reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Cody Renegade Gibson versus Brad Superman Katona. Who do you like? Uh, so in this one... uh. I actually like the fight to go to distance. Seven combined fights on the UFC between these two. Five of those have gone decision. And that's the stat I'm going to continue writing here. Plus, we have two guys that were already booted from the UFC after poor performances. And the winner of this one gets to stay. I see two fighters kind of fighting, a little scared, looking to avoid making a big mistake here. Yeah, no one going for it early for sure because they'll exhaust themselves if they don't get it. Me too. We're on the same page. But give me the over in this one. So two ways to bet that sucker right there. Next, we've got a middleweight fight that includes one of your favorites, John. One of your favorite fighters, Gregory Robocop Rodriguez. Yes. Pretty heavy favorite. Three to one right now versus Dennis Tululin. I'm going to go with a side note here real quick. So uh, RoboCop is actually on Netflix right now. And when I watch that, what's he, what's he doing over there on Netflix? Oh, when I watched that earlier, I was no, not that, not this RoboCop, the movie RoboCop, the movie RoboCop. That was really violent. I forgot how violent that movie really was. (laughs) (laughs) When I watched it again, I was like, wow, that was violent. But anyways, back to this RoboCop. My bet here may surprise you, Mr. Luke. I'm going to go Rodriguez by sub. Now, let me start by saying Rodriguez is going to win this fight easily. The guy's beyond tough. He's durable. Plus, he hits like a truck. The lean I'm going here is that Rodriguez by sub. Uh, Tululin hasn't been knocked out since 2013, so I don't like that route. But he has been subbed. What's a nice way to say it? A lot? (laughs) <laughs> two two of his three UFC fights ended in submission losses before the end of round two. So this guy doesn't protect his neck and he gets out of there early when he faces a sub. I think he I think as soon as the attempt comes in, he's ready to tap. 
<laughs> his last three losses have been by sub. Four of his seven professional losses are all by sub. Rodriguez hasn't been, hasn't had a sub in a long time since he was on the lower levels. But if you're ever going to get one, this is the guy you're going to get it against. And I think he's going to wrap those big, powerful arms around that neck and get it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And it could be like a panic moment there, a lot, which is easy to do. A lot of people, when they get that, feel those arms, they just automatically go to their, their scary place. Yeah. Fetal position in the corner. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I'm going to take it a step further. Uh, the the longer this fight goes, the worse for RoboCop and his stamina. Tululin is, is several levels uh, below Robo. Uh, Robo is the, the better uh, fighter by far, better wrestler. Um, I'm a strong lean in RoboCop winning in the first round. I'm going to tell Ooh, you. That, that's go. the level up. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I like so it. By, up by there. KO sub. I think it's going to be a submission. I'm with you all the way on that. And I think it's going to be in the first round. There you go. Nice. Nice. All right. Next up, we've got a Bantamweight fight on the main card. We're looking at Mario Bautista as he takes on Demond, Demond, Demonster Blackshear. First of all, I will not bet on a man that has that uncreative of a nickname. That is horrible. <laughs> Second. He had a stir. That's right. Second, I like what you were doing with the rounds up there earlier, and I'm going to go with Batista by round one. I just don't trust Blackshear in this spot. The UFC, his UFC opponents have a combined 0-3 record on the UFC. One guy he finished with a twister. I don't know. You could say that's pretty good. You don't see it very often, but maybe that speaks to the inexperience of the guy he's fighting. Batista looks like a killer. Six and two on the UFC. His only two losses were a knockout from a southpaw, so they don't see that very often. And then Sanhagen, a top contender in the weight class. Last three wins. We're talking three wins in a row here, Luke. All round one finishes. I'm betting the streak stays alive, my man. Very nice. Yeah, give me Bautista to win here. I'm also going to say Bautista in the first round. Absolutely. Nice. Next, John, we've got a Bantamweight fight on the main card. We've got Marlon Chito Vera versus Pedro, the young Punisher, Munoz. We have been talking about this one quite a bit before the podcast as well. Yes. I mean, let, let's let's hear your, your breakdown. So you got, you got Bautista who's a very fast starter. And then you got Vera here, who uh, you could say he fights very not, slow, but not a powerful fast starter. Right. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to give a little honesty here for betting purposes. Vera fights a very scary style. He's a low volume striker that will take shots, but usually his shots carry much more power. So he gets the nod from the judges, even though he gets outstruck in almost every fight, his last four fights, he was outstruck. 585 to 386, yet still went three and one with two knockouts. So when you bet on this guy, it's like, God dang it, what did I do? But you just gotta you just gotta buckle in and go for the ride. The knockouts, he got those against aging legends and Frankie Edgar and Dominic Cruz. Munoz, his last four losses are against elite fighters in the weight class, and his last six fights were all decisions. So this guy, he's a tough mother, and he's got an iron chin. He doesn't get finished often, and I think the streak's going to continue here. The lean here is Munoz Vera over one and a half rounds due to Vera's very slow style and Munoz's toughness. That's what I like there. Interesting. I'm going for it in this one. I'm leaning Vera to win this fight. This is an extremely important fight 
for him. If he does, he, he could get a title shot. That's that's the buzz. Munoz is a fill-in fighter here as well. And and Vera, I think, is a really bad matchup for him. You alluded to why, I think, here and there. Uh, Vera, bigger and closer to his prime. And he's got just power in his punch. Even yeah. though he absorbs a lot, he just, he's got power, man. Yep. I think he catches one. Uh, it's unreal, though. Think about this. It's unreal that neither of these fighters have ever been finished. Ooh, that's crazy. Neither of them. That's nice. ridiculous, right? Yeah. That, and that's why I like Vera first uh, on the money line. I like I like that. If you're yep. feeling more adventurous, I like the over. I'm with you. Totally like the over. But I think Vera has a chance to win by finish too, and I think that's what's going to happen. We've got a a, a really good fight uh, coming up in 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 the next one as well. But uh, I think I think this Vera fight it, it it could be fight of the night. It really could. Yeah, yeah, and and. Uh, there is a chance that Vera finishes this guy, even though he's never been finished, which is why I'm not going the whole distance. I'm I'm with you yeah. where you got to go. I'll just take over one and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, gotcha. But I but I I, I think if, if one of these fighters is going to go down, I I think it's Munoz. Yep, I, um, I really do. And yeah. um, so wow, it's going to be a good fight, man. And speaking yes. of that, I, I I said it right, right just a second ago, but oh, this one really difficult to pick a winner. Just yes. a winner for me. We've got a welterweight fight. Neil, the Haitian sensation Magni, the veteran versus Ian Machado Gary. Who are you? Are you picking one in this fight or are you, are you going with a different prop in this one? I, I can't even believe I'm I'm doing this because Neil Magni is one of these guys I always win money with. Uh, I take out the two sub losses he had. I did not bet him in those in those. But when he goes against strikers, I usually bet him. And this is going to be a striker's delight here, but I'm leaning Gary by decision. These guys are two of the best strikers in the weight class. Gary uses his kicks. Magni uses, obviously, his very tall length in his hands. Magni is starting to look like he's slowing down now. That's what I'm starting to see. Last three wins were a sub and two split decisions. This guy's a points fighter. He always wins unanimous decisions. Those two split decisions in his last couple of fights, that's that's weighing on me. He's the ultimate points fighter, and he's doing a lot more in his most recent bouts, but he's taken this one on short notice. The chin is still there, and he hasn't been knocked out since 2018. Gary, on the other hand, has five wins on a UFC, three by knockout, so he has the power. But I like the decision because Magny does not get his bell run too often. The volume of Gary should be enough to get him the unanimous decision here. That's my yeah. thought. Interesting. All right. No, I like your thinking. I like your thinking. Again, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think we both agree that Gary is not a four to one or a five Ugh, to one favorite yeah. right now, like he is. Crazy. I think it was like four eighty the last time I saw. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think the odds makers are telling us though. They're telling us something. I think. I think they're telling us that we are at the Ian Gary crossroads, Ooh. and you've got three doors that you can go through, my man. Door number one, you're all in on Gary. He is the next coming in the UFC. Like, the buzz is real. Everyone's got his number. He is it, man. He is bringing back that weight class in the UFC. That's door number one. Mm -hmm. Door number two, you're going to stay safe and tentative in your bet here, and you'll get horrible value on that bet. <laughs> so what's yes. the point? What's the point? It's true. It's true. Door number three, you're staying off. And if Gary wins... 
you'll say, yeah, now I'll start betting Gary and you'll never get a fight less than four to one or five to one. That's Ugh. what's going to happen. It's true. Me, I'm all in. Give me Gary to win by knockout. Let's go. I'm drinking Holy the Kool-Aid. I'm cow. all in on this guy. Kapow. Wow. Let's go. You you broke down door number one, sir. I Smash like it. it. Like it. You kicked it in. You knocked the door out. And Gotta hit Magni in the it. face. Gotta go for it. Gotta wow. go for it. Wow, I like it. Magni's a like fill-in and he's getting older. Gotta go for it. So uh, for the, the listeners at home here, me and Mr. Luke usually watch these fights together. So this one's gonna be a very interesting one to watch as you're yeah, as I'm saying. Uh, hit him, but not too hard. And you're saying, knock him out. Knock him out. <laughs> it's happened before. It, it, we've it been is. on it is. opposite ends before. <laughs> yes. All right, dude. To the co-main event, we've got a strawweight title fight on this card. Super exciting. We've got Wei Li Zhang versus Amanda Lemos. Who do you like in this one? I like I like the heavy lean here on Wei Li by knockout. Resume Ooh. alone. You have to go with Whaley. Her last five fights are against champions. Lemos has fought one former champion on the UFC and was submitted in round one. That being said, I'm taking my shot here based on the Lemos' style. She likes to strike. And I see Whaley showing that knockout power quick in this one. Whaley has two losses on the UFC, both to the same person, Thug Rose. I'm going to say she's going to get her revenge, keep the belt, and knock this lady out. Okay. Okay. I am 100% on the opposite page here that you are. Not because I think you're wrong. Not necessarily. I, I'm I like really just kind of mixing this up. I'm really just yeah. mixing it up. I'm looking for, for value bets. I'm sick of three to one and four to one uh, bets. I really am. Yes. Most experts agree this fight is, is closer than that, a three to one favorite. Lemos punches, though, with a ton of power. She's got a crazy hook. Go back and watch. Go back and watch the tape. I don't have to tell you that. In the UFC, I'm just saying, my man, you can never rule out a fighter catching another one, and it's over in seconds. I think Lemos catches Zhang, uh, Zhang, Zhang, excuse me, with a shot. <laughs> oh. obviously, I, obviously, I just care about Lemos. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. She's my fighter, Lemos. She's going to win by knockout. So we've got two different bets, different fighters by knockout. Someone's knocking someone out. Someone's getting knocked the f out in this one. Ooh. That said, I'm I'm thinking it through. If I'm up, if I'm up on this card by the time I get to this fight, you know what I would do? Use some of that house money. Maybe hedge. Maybe hedge on the fight going the distance. Maybe live bet it. Live yes. bet it. See what those numbers are. I got a, I got a little side story on Whaley that I feel okay. is appropriate to share here. I feel but it's. Appropriate. I'm, I'm I'm so glad that you're uh, you're yeah. sharing this after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a side story. It's my, a side story. It has nothing nice. to do with the bets. But uh, the first fight that Whaley fought Thug Rose, uh, Rose caught her with a kick, and I think it was less than a minute, and knocked her out. So everybody knows that. So. So the rematch, I was like, man, Whaley is a great striker. She's going to be pissed. She's going to come out and just kill Rose. And my buddy, our horse racing expert, uh, was over here. And I look at him and I said, if Whaley doesn't win this fight, I won't eat Panda Express for a year. One of my favorite <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> Whaley lost a split decision, sir. And Orange Chicken was out of my life for an entire year. It is time for Whaley to repay me. <laughs> I'm still with you, Whaley. <laughs> 
want that's my a win win. John, want that's my a orange win-win. chicken back. You don't. You don't need orange chicken. <laughs> Nobody does. Really didn't. That miss just it. and that just strengthens my my resolve here. <laughs> Lamos is is winning this fight by knockout. I yeah. love that we're on opposite ends, and it's at the end of the toward the end of the card. It's the second to last fight, co-main event. So yep. we can sit there and just go at it, counting our winnings up till that yes. point. Yes. Just going at each other. That's what it's all about, my man. That's what the daddy sharps love. Thinking about what water heater or are we going, I don't know. We going, uh, uh, we going, what am I going to finally install AC up here during the heat wave in (laughs) Seattle? I mean, you know, what are we going to spend our winnings on after UFC season number one for the daddy sharps? Poor Luke is, it's hot up there. He's got wasp flying around because of the heat. Things are happening in Seattle. Wave up here in Seattle. (laughs) That's not going to stop us, though, from recapping our best bets for UFC Baston. Go ahead, John. Who do you got? Remind the people. Yes, my best bet. I'm going with the reality show bet. Hollabaugh versus Hubbard. My best bet here, Hollabaugh by decision. I just hope Hubbard's tough enough to take a few on the chin and still lose. And then Sterling versus O'Malley. I got the main event, and I like Sterling by finish. Finishes everybody else. Why not a pure striker, my man? Yeah, why not? I like that Sterling bet as well. Uh, for my best bets, mark them down. Mershart versus Petrosky. My best bet is Petrosky to win by knockout. I think it happens in the first round. He is going to catch him. He's going to catch him hard and finish this guy and his career. Then I've got Weidman versus Tavares. My best bet is Tavares to win by knockout. He is also going to knock this guy out probably in the first round as well but he's definitely going to win by knockout. That's my best bet. All right, John. We got a daddy sharp first there in the best bets, my friend. You know what that is? All plus money bets. All plus money props. You're right. Let's go. You guys want to make a lot of money. Follow this. Hey, man. Our record, not bad. 52-32. That's right. That's right. best bets. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take that. More than 60%. Yes. Win the plus. All right. All right, well, here we go. Here we go, because I am jacked. I am jacked for our final event of the season. Daddy Sharps UFC season number one coming to a close. And that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. But remember, as we reminded you, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks with all of our NFL and college bets, starting off with college football. We've got a huge, huge season ahead of us. We're going to be making a lot of a lot of good bets for you and best bets and best bet winners for you over the course of those two seasons. And as we do, we're going to remind ourselves, as we do you, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the best bets that we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. John, how psyched are you about the NFL and college football? Oh, psyched, my friend. It was a great UFC run here. But now we're going straight into our wheelhouse, college and NFL. Well, we you thought 62% was good. Wait till wait till you see what comes up this season. Ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Be sure to check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And we're gonna be back next week with all our best bets and much more. But that's a lie, actually. We're gonna be back week one of NFL, sir. That's right. Not next week, but the next week. Yeah, that's right. Still qualifies. <laughs> Yes. John, one more question for you before we leave. Who is your daddy? We are. Yeah, stay sharp, everyone. Stay sharp.